Welcome to Woman Be Healed podcast, the show that talks about real and raw issues women face so they can walk in the spirit of freedom. Here is your host, Apostle Nakia Calhoun. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless those that are tuning in. Welcome to the Woman Be Healed podcast. We have a very special guest tonight. Her name is Evangelist Shawana Smiley. I've known this woman of God since, oh my goodness, I want to say 2012, mm-hmm. possibly. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Her and her husband, they were working together. And I remember my husband said, you got to meet this woman of God. Um, there's, she's just like you. She loves to pray. <laughs> and so uh, we connected and talked, and truly this woman of God lives by that example. So what you hear out of her mouth tonight is because she has a posture of prayer. She walks in the anointing. She walks under the delivering power of Jesus Christ. So those of you that are coming on tonight, we want you to connect. We want you to let us know where you're from. Um, because this this right here, this one tonight is not going to be like the others. This one is going to be real and raw so that somebody like can be changed. So those of you that are tuning in, we're going to give you time to share. We're going to give you time to tag someone that needs to hear this so that they'll be able to get the message out. I, I'm telling you, every time we come on, we go higher and higher and higher. And we're truly excited about the move of God. So those of you that are tuning in, definitely if you have some questions, make sure that you hold them to the end so that we're able to get to you specifically. Um, also, if you wanting to know how to connect with the woman of God, she would definitely release that information towards the end of the podcast so we can definitely make sure that you know how to get in contact with her. Amen. So we're going to give it a couple of seconds. Those of you definitely tag and share and we're going to get started in just a few god bless those of you may be watching uh from the prophetic women rise ministry page definitely let someone know amen that we are on uh, so that they can catch it amen hallelujah thank you jesus we thank you jesus we bless your name hallelujah Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and share on my end as well. Amen. So that we can definitely get started so I can make sure that I do that. Amen. Those of you that are coming on, God bless. We thank you for tuning in. Amen. Amen. Okay, I see that we are clear. And I'm going to just tag a few people in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll do as many as I can. All right. So I've shared and tagged, and we're going to go ahead and get started. 
um, because I truly believe that the Lord is really going to do such a mighty work. Again, those of you that are tuning in, I'm Apostle Nikhil Calhoun. I am the visionary of Woman Be Healed podcast. We have a very special guest, Evangelist Shawana Smiley. Uh, she's a wife, mother, teacher, preacher, and author whose goal is to impact thousands of lives through her ministry, prayer, and dedication to service. She said yes to salvation in 2002 when she heard the voice of God for the first time while she was working in the strip club. That night, she walked out, and her life has never been the same. She has a passion to awaken, activate, and revive intercessors because if there's no prayer life, there's no relationship. She has a passion for outreach and going to those places many won't go. God called her to jail ministry years ago as a voice for children whose parents are incarcerated, being that she went through the same with her parents. She stands on the Great Commission, according to Mark 16, 15 through 16. And he said unto them, go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. I want to go ahead and introduce you all to Evangelist Shawana Smiley. I'm going to go ahead and release it over to her as she shares her testimony with us tonight. Amen. Well, good evening, everybody. God bless you all. And I just got to say thank you so much again, Apostle Nikita Calhoun, for allowing me to grace this platform. And like the woman of God said, we met, it was around about 2012, 2013, when my, my husband and I was freshly married, <laughs> freshly new. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I do remember your husband saying, um, yes, I met somebody and she liked to pray just like you. And I said, oh yeah, I like, I like prayer. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm, I'm excited tonight to share my story. Um, the Lord had instructed me just here recently to release a book concerning my testimony. The book is called um, From the Pole to the Pulpit. From the Pole to the Pulpit. And basically, I like to start from the beginning before we even get to the pole, because a lot of times, you know, um, we need to get to the root of how it started, how it even happened. When I was a little girl, my mother and um, my father, they were married at a very young age, but they ended up separating. And um, so my father wasn't very active in my life um, after I would say the age of about five or six years old. But when he was active in my life, I remember that so vividly there was so much love. There was so much joy as a little girl when my father was around. And when he, you know, left out of my life, I missed that. I missed that. And I looked for that. But I looked for that in all the wrong places. Um, on top of that, I will say around second grade, my mother ended up going to prison for about three and a half years. And so... Not only was my father gone, but my mother was gone for a short time period as well. And so when my mother came home, I would say I was in the fifth grade, but I started liking boys and I became very promiscuous at a very early age. Around the age of 12, I lost my virginity. Looking for that love, 
trying to feel that void that I had in my heart or in my soul. And so became very promiscuous, um, got pregnant at the age of 16, had my, my son. But then time moved on or time passed. And I would say when I, when I was 18, I had graduated high school and my mother had ended up getting, getting into some, some more trouble. And the judge had sentenced her to do about two years in prison. Well, at that time, I knew how to do hair. So I was braiding hair. That was money that I was bringing in. And um, I wasn't working anymore um, doing my other job. I had quit that job. And so I was like, Lord, this braiding money ain't going to be enough. Mama gone. <laughs> I got my son. I have my brother who's a teenager. And I got to be mama. I got to play mama to both of them. And so I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay these bills? <laughs> well, instead of waiting on God to answer and give me a solution to my problem, I answered the problem. I, I, I took matters in my own hands. And I went down to the strip club and I applied for a job. And um, let me just go back a little bit. Because when I was around... 16, 17 years old, the, the movie Players Club came out. And I remember being so infatuated with that movie and being so infatuated with the woman, Diamond, that played, um, well, it was Lisa Ray who played Diamond in that movie. And um, because it was in a movie and because it was glamorized it made it seem like it was easy it, it made it seem like oh okay I can do that it like it made it seem as if, if it would could be easy money so before I actually went down to apply for a job at the strip club I had already been saying it out of my mouth this is why your words have power because I was saying out of my mouth I'm gonna be a stripper now I was saying it people thought I was just playing apostle but I was saying it out of my mouth. And I didn't even know if I was being for real or not. But I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a stripper. And everybody would be like, girl, you ain't going to be no stripper. Stop playing. And we would laugh and kiki, you know, about it. But I would always say it. It's easy. It looked like it's easy money. I already know how to dance. <laughs> so when I went down there, I got the job. And I told the Lord. I'm only going to do this, God, for two years because my mom was only going to be away for two years. So this is what I'm I'm bargaining with God as if I could bargain with the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm just going to go down there and get this job. I'm going to do this for two years, God. That's all. Well, went down there, got the job, and got addicted to the attention. I got addicted to the money. Um, I got addicted to my status. <laughs> I was able to go shopping like I wanted. I mean, everything. The, the, the enemy, the devil set it up and made it seem like it was just so glamorous. 
Um, he made it seem like it was easy money, but it was not easy money. I had to do all kind of things to make myself stand out because to be honest, when you're working in that industry, it's a competition. It's about who look, who can look the prettiest, who, whose body is, um, you know, shaped up the best. It's a competition. And so I had to go buy the best hair. I had to go buy, you know, the best stripper clothes. I had to go buy the best makeup so I could make sure that I'm looking good. It was almost like I had to invest so much money in myself to gain the money that I was looking to gain. And so, you know, I did it. Um, my best friend started working with me and we, we just worked and we worked and it was a cruel world. It was not as glamorized as TV made it or the enemy made it. Um, it was very cutthroat. Uh, I wasn't trying to be involved in all the other extra activities. That's what I told myself. I wasn't going to get involved in drugs. I wasn't going to be turning tricks. That's what I told myself. I'm just there to make my money from the club and leave. But when you get hooked in and you start making that money, you end up wanting more money. And if the offer is right, I'm going to just be honest. If the offer was right, if it was put on the table, I might just take that. <laughs> and did, Apostle. I did. I was so addicted to that life. It was really hard for me to pull away from it. Let me just say this. While I was there, I, I, I promised myself that I wasn't going to get involved in drugs and alcohol because I hated drugs and alcohol because of the life that I seen with my parents, the things that they went through. My mom went through, you know, being a drug dealer, being a drug abuser. My dad sold drugs and, you know, they, they, they went to prison and stuff. So we suffered from that. So I said, you know, I would never do that to my son, you know, as if being a stripper was any better. Right. But I kept saying, oh, I would never do drugs. I would never be, you know, get drunk and drink alcohol. But slowly as time passed, I started drinking a little bit. Slowly as time passed, I would turn a trick every now and then. Like I said, if the offer was right. Slowly as time passed, um, I tried ecstasy. And let me just stop right there to share the story about this. When I tried ecstasy, there was another young lady in the club who was very popular. She was very well known um, in the community because she was a dancer. Um, and But she didn't do drugs. So this particular night, she asked me, she said, my name was Diamond. <laughs> she asked me, she said, Diamond. I want you to try ecstasy with me. And I said, girl, no, you know I don't do drugs. She said, I know. She said, you know, I don't do drugs either, but I really want to try it because everybody says that it, it, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel, if you're happy, it makes you 
it intensifies your happiness. If you're sad, it intensifies your sadness. And so I was like, well, I don't really want to do that. And so she was like, no, come on, try it with me. She said, I tell you what, let's just get one pill and we'll break it and we'll do half the pill. I was like, you know what? It's just half a pill. Okay, let me try it. Tried the pill, half the pill. 45 minutes to an hour later, I came back to her. I was like, I don't feel anything. She was like, I don't either. I was like, I think we just wasted our money. Maybe that wasn't, you know, really the real deal. So she was like, let's get another one. But this time, let's get a whole one each. I was like, okay. Took the whole pill. Listen. I was high as a kite. <laughs> I was happy at the moment, woman of God. But at the time, I ran into someone who came into the strip club that night who knew my best one of my best friends. And one of my best friend's sister was suffering from lupus. She had died that night, but I didn't know it. When I took the pill, I was happy. I was 10 times happy. Just rolling. But when she came to me, she said, hey, you heard? And she told me that, you know, my best friend's sister died. And I was like, what? So now that happiness has turned and I'm the, the sadness has like, it's just overwhelming sadness. I can't describe it. I was just, I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't, I, I couldn't stop crying. They had to get, take me out of the club that night. I told them to drive me to my best friend's house, got to her house. They were sleeping. I'm crying. I'm loud. I'm just high. And she's like, you're going to wake my children up, Shawana. You you high. Why are you acting like this? Why, you know, just calm down. I don't want to cry anymore. I'm crying. I mean, I'm hysterical. I'm all out of character. Long story short, I left her house. They took me back to my house. At the time, my auntie was a woman of God, she was saved, on fire for God. And when I got there, my cousin and his wife was there at our home. They were visiting. They they saved, on fire for God. When they found out what was going on with me and why I was acting the way I was acting, they began to lay hands on me and pray for me. My auntie had to rock me that night because I was high. So I said myself, you know what? I'm not going to do that no more. I ain't ever trying ecstasy no more. A month later, I tried it again with the same girl as if I didn't learn my lesson. But this particular night, woman of God, I was walking around the club after I had taken it. And I still, I, I was like, I don't feel anything, but I was high. I didn't know I was high. This white sailor stops me, grabs me by the arm and says to me, what are you rolling on? I said, I'm not rolling. He's like, yes, you are. He said, what pill did you take? Because with ecstasy, there's different types of ecstasy or different color pills. And I told him which one I took. And he was like, don't ever take ecstasy again. I was like, I'm not high. He was like, yes, you are. He said, don't ever take it again. He said, my best friend took it one time and died. 
my heart dropped. Now, I tell people, I really felt like that was an angel of God that came into that club that night. Do you know I didn't touch it again? It was like the spirit of conviction just overtook me. Like I was high. My high was broken in that very instant. I sobered up real quick. And I was like, wow. I began to cry and I was like, God, forgive me. What was I thinking? Why would I do this when I know better? So I didn't take drugs anymore. Time passed. And the first time I heard the voice of God was in that very strip club. But before I go there, let me just tell you this, how God set me up. Yolanda Adams came out with an album called Mountain High Valley Low. And uh, because... I always watched BET when BET had all the, the videos, the music videos. I would, you know, during the day, watch the videos, you know, keep up with the latest music because I'm a dancer. All dancers wanted to keep up with the latest music so that we can buy the CDs to play them when we dance. So one particular day, BET played Open Up My Heart by Yolanda Adams. And I fell in love with the song. Fell in love with the song so much, woman of God, that I went and bought the CD. <laughs> Every day on my way. Every day on my way to the strip club, I would play Open Up My Heart out of my soul. I would play Open Up My Heart. But I fell in love with the CD so much, I started playing in the midst of it all. Then I fell in love with another song that's called, That Name is Jesus. And so every day, on my way to the strip club, I would play, That Name is Jesus. Oh, how I love him. The one who gave his life for me, I would play it over and over on repeat. And as I would be on my way to the strip club, I would find myself driving, crying, worshiping God, crying out to him. And I could feel him tugging on me, saying, it's time to quit now. It's time to quit now. But I would say, God, no, what am I going to do? This is how I make my money. Listen, I believed that God existed. Hear me, people of God. I believed that God existed. But I didn't believe in him enough to trust him with my life. I believed that God existed. And I'm going to tell you why I believe God existed. Because when I was a little girl, my mom would put me on my hands and knees. Put me on my knees and put my hands together. And she would teach me the Lord's Prayer. I always tell people the best gift my mother ever gave me 
was teaching me how to get out. Oh, the best gift that, that, that my mother could have ever given me as a child was teaching me how to get on my knees, put my hands together, and recite the Lord's Prayer. It was then she was teaching me how to pray. But let me tell you, when she was away and she was in prison, I didn't learn really that 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 I learned more than the Lord's prayer. I began to to talk to God as, as I'm talking to you right now. I didn't know that I could do that until I used to go to church as a little girl. We were staying with my we were staying with family. And family would would would, would my family member would take us to church. Sunday through Sunday. I always tell people that Sunday through Sunday. We was at church all the time. And 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 when I was be at church, I would I would see um the or hear our pastor pray. And he would he wouldn't just recite the Lord's prayer, but he would pray and say other things to God. And so when I would get home, I would say the Lord's Prayer, what my mom taught me. But I would add extra to it. I would say, God, bring my mom home. God, bring my dad home. God, bring him home. And so that's where the seed of prayer began. But going back to on my way to the strip club, the Lord would say, it's time to quit now. And I'd be like, God, no. So I began to be get in a tug of war with God. I began to wrestle with the Lord. I was like, God, I'm not ready to quit yet. What am I going to do? I've been doing this for two and a half years now. How am I going to make money? What am I going to do? I don't know where I'm going to go. And so one night, I went to the club that night. And I walked into the dressing room and there was chatter going on. But I was trying to focus on getting dressed so I could get ready to go out there to make my money. And so I kept hearing the girls talk about these two girls that worked there. So I stopped what I was doing and I said, well, what is going on? What, what happened? What's going on? So one of the girls said, you haven't heard? I said, heard what? She said, such and such and such and such went down south drove down south to another strip club and on their way there they got into a car accident and they died immediately on their way there in that very moment woman of god i heard god's voice for the first time i heard a voice audibly saying do you want to die like this and i was like no, Lord. Oh, I don't want to die like that. But what he was asking me was, do you want to die knowing that your life would end up in hell? That's what he was asking. And I said, God, no. That night I packed up my clothes. And I left that strip club and I never forget the manager said, what are you doing? I said, I, I quit. I can't do this. I can't. He said to me, you'll be back. I said, no, I can't come back. So I remember that week 
at my mom's house, my aunt, my cousin, and my mom, we were all in my mother's room and they, it was getting late and they said, you're not working tonight. And I said, I quit. And they was like, girl, you ain't quit. No, you didn't. I was like, no, I quit. And they was like, why you quit? I began to cry and I said, God, he won't let me go. <laughs> I said, God is chasing me down and he won't let me go. Jesus. Jesus. Woman of God, I'm so glad he didn't let me go. Jesus. Because I don't know where my life would be right now had he rescued me. Jesus. Because the young lady I was telling you about who tried ecstasy with me, remind you, this was somebody that didn't do drugs either. To this very day, they say that young lady is strung out on drugs. Could have been me. Could have been me. My story could have went a whole different way. But God rescued me. But God healed me. After leaving the club, I would say about maybe like a year not even really a year, probably about eight months later, I had um, moved to California. I had ended up getting married, moved to California, and um, I was excited to join a church. I found a church. I got very involved in church, and then I think I was there for a year, and then we had to leave. So when I came back to Pensacola, you know, I was looking for another church home. And I was like, God, where do you want me to be? Where, 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 where should I go, Lord? You know, I don't know. Even though my my cousin had us in church when we were young, I still didn't know church. I didn't know church etiquette. I didn't know. I didn't know all that stuff. And so, all I did was pray. I said, Lord, I know you want me being involved in a, a church. Where do you want me to go? And so, God, you know, sent me to a ministry. Um. A place where I could grow, a place where um, I could develop um, spiritually, a place where I could heal. Hold on, let me go back. A place also where I could be broken. <laughs> My God. Because what God did, He actually, He really broke me down. He had to break me. When I tell you, I went through some crushing seasons. He did that. He took me through some, and I feel like I went through a long crushing season <laughs> where he really had to crush me and he had to mold me and make me all over again. I can, can stand flat-footed today and say that God healed me. God healed me from rejection. God healed me from abandonment. 
God healed me from daddy issues, mother issues. God healed me from 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 wrong relationships with men. God healed me. I'm telling you, during that season when I was a dancer, um, because I was promiscuous, uh, I got pregnant one time. I didn't know who the dad was. I was like, Lord, now I slept with him. And on this, okay, and I said, Lord, I don't know who the baby daddy is. Well, I chose not to have the baby because I didn't know who the baby daddy was. God had to heal me from that. Yes, come on. God had to heal me from that. And so I know the power of God. I tell people, if God can change me, (laughs) he can change anybody, anybody. He did that. He changed me. I mean, really, literally gave me a new mindset. He gave me a new outlook even on myself where I felt like I wasn't worthy because when he was chasing me down in the beginning, I was like, God, what do you want with me? Why do you want me? I'm so dirty. I'm so filthy. I'm just. And he still was like, but I want you. And I love you. Not knowing that years later. That he would use me to evangelize to his people. He would use me to preach and teach the gospel to his people. Not knowing that he would have me going into the jail doing jail ministry teaching bible study not knowing that that he would have me to write a book about my story not knowing not knowing none of this not knowing that he would he would allow me to get married again (laughs) to the right man this time Jesus, I'm telling you, God came in like a whirlwind and just changed everything about me. Even after salvation, being saved for quite some time, God had to show me me, that I had some selfish ways, that I had some pride that needed to to go away. Even in my marriage, God had to show me me. He had to do that woman of God before he released me. Because <laughs> I, I said, Lord, I want to be healed. I want to be whole. And I don't want to minister to your people broken and, 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 and not whole emotion. My emotions were all over the place. Jesus. But he healed me. He made me whole. When I cry now and I share my story, it's not because I'm sad. These are tears of joy. Because I know my life could have went a total different way. The enemy used to torment me. For years before I got saved, he used to say to me, 
you're going to die by the time you're 25. I'm telling y'all, I used to be scared to go to sleep, petrified, because he would torment me and say, you're going to die before you're 25. And I'm like, oh my God, why am I going to die? Until one day, the Lord gave me a revelation about that. It was like, who does that come from? Do you think I'm going to tell you that you're going to die at the age of 25? Do you think I'm going to torment you like that? Do you think I'm that type of God? Jesus. And I said, Jesus, <laughs> you're right. He said, that comes from the enemy. That's all Satan. And when he gave me that revelation, I was like, thank you, God. Thank you for showing me that this is not from you, but this is from the enemy. And you know what? What God did, what the enemy meant for bad. Concerning me dying at 25, God turned that thing around for his glory because I did die at 25. That's when I gave my life to the Lord. My God, my God, my God. I died to diamond. I died to the old Shawana, all the nicknames I had. I died to whoremonging. I died to drinking. I died to drugs. I died to promiscuity. Well, however you say promiscuality, I died to all of that. And he began, he gave me a new life. He he made me truly a new creature. Gave me a new walk, a new talk, a new conversation, a new name. My God. Who can do that? Who can do that? Nobody but God. <laughs> Nobody but the Lord. He did that. Hallelujah. And I'm just glad that I'm able to share my story with the world of how God changed a girl who felt that she wasn't nothing or worthy. But he found me worthy. Where I thought I was valueless, he found me valuable. So I'm glad today that I'm able to share my story with your platform and the people of God that are listening tonight. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Evangelist Shawana Smiley, for being so transparent. Um, one of the most important things you said was that there's always a route to a situation to where you end up doing yes. things that you don't desire to do. But when there's something missing, it draws us to act outside of who we really are. Ooh. And so yes. Yes. you were like the woman at the well. You were like the woman at the well that Jesus really wasn't supposed to be in that area, that region, but just to let her know that when she drink from this water, she'll never thirst again. Never. Past relationships that she was in, they weren't even connected to her. They weren't even her husband's. Those relationships were based out of a form of of something that she lacked in her life. And he said this, even the husband that you're with now is not yours. 
Come on. You identify with the woman at the well as you were speaking. That's what I heard. And when you yeah. drunk from that water, your life was changed. And there's someone yeah. to this testimony. Um, she had uh, a desire, daddy issues. She was looking for love. Uh, family, you know, when we're in dysfunctional families, we cry out in different ways. And yeah. sometimes yeah. it's hard to express it. But she ended up going to a place where she said she never go, do things that she yeah. said she never yeah. do, all because of that thing she was missing. And so if there's some of you ladies on this platform tonight and you desire prayer and you want someone to labor with you and can, this is a judgment-free zone, okay? Yes. We want to see you free and yes. we will labor with you. This woman of God, I've seen her labor with women. Do you hear me? I've seen her labor with women until they got their deliverance. This is the time now. Not only that, she was transparent about her abortion. How many would be transparent? Some of you had abortions. You're you're in condemnation. This thing is taunting you. You go to sleep with the nightmare. You wake up with the nightmare. This is for you right now. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. This is for you right now. If you were shamed and you felt like you had no one to tell this to, I need you to reach out to Evangelist Shawana Smiley. Come on. I need you to reach out to her and she will guide you through the process of freedom, salvation, and the liberty of Jesus Christ because you don't have to be in bondage. Okay, we got one on here. Oh, I don't want to call out her name. I need you. I need you, woman of God. I see you. I need you to reach out to Evangelist Shawana. Send her a friend request. This is what this is about. I felt it in the spirit. Reach out to her. I'm going to send you her name, um, Evangelist. I'm going to send you her name. She spoke boldly on the platform. She said, it's me. And so um, you don't have to live with that shame anymore. You You don't have to worry about what the church has to say about you. Talking about the people inside a building that said you had a demon. That said that you were not worthy to be, to set back foot in their, in their place. But tonight you're going to receive freedom. So I need you you, to reach out to Evangelist Shawana. While I'm doing that, I'm going to send over her name, Evangelist, right quick. There's others on here on this platform. I feel it. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. There are some of you that you sold your body just to meet a need. There are some of you that said, I would never do this. I would never take drugs. And you feel the guilt and the shame. And this thing has been taunting you forever. I did it just to pay a bill, but I got addicted. I did it just to make sure that my child got what they needed. But you got addicted. You got thrown into something that you were never supposed to do. I need you to reach out to evangelist Shawana Smiley. And the reason why I say you can reach out to her, I know this woman of God's prayer life. 
I've seen her labor with women. I've seen deliverance take place. This is what it's about. This is what it's about tonight. We're not going until those that need freedom tonight reach out. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to give it a couple of more seconds. Is there anyone else that needs prayer tonight? Because prayer is open. Is there anyone else? This thing is a nightmare and you're still living with it. You were promiscuous. Come on. You cheated on your husband. Can we go there? You cheat on Can your spouse. Can we spouse. go there? Because <laughs> you were still looking for love. You were still looking for love My in the Lord. wrong places. Come on. Still have sexual addictions because that thing is still craving and looking for love. I need you to reach out. I need you to let me know so I can give you information over to evangelists um, because she shared so much. Um, one of the things while we're still waiting, one of the things that was so key was that God sent an angel to you yeah, to let you know that that thing could have killed you. The first yeah. time, yeah. he said the first time his friend took it, they died. The first but here time. you are, a living witness, meaning that God had purpose for you for this yeah. set appointed time to tell others that God is real. And I can God only imagine what you could, I mean, you probably was full of tears. I, I could just only imagine the emotions. <laughs> but God is yeah. real, y'all. Look yeah. at this woman of God. She don't look like what she's been through. Oh, we Amen. need women to be real in this hour to help pull yes. us out. No more hiding behind makeup. No more hiding mm. behind these things and, and, and have an image. And we go back home fighting yeah. demons. Go back home fighting things we can't handle ourselves. I'm talking to you, woman of God. There's someone on here that's a woman of God. You're in ministry. And you're hiding behind a mask. My and, Lord. And, and you're being and you're fighting. And you're fighting this thing that you've been dealing with for so many years. I need you to reach out. I need you to reach out. We got more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got more. You, I'm going to go ahead and send you her name while I'm waiting for others. Uh, because I want you to know Hallelujah. who she is when she reach out to you. Glory to God. So while we're Hallelujah. waiting. Um, evangelist, I need you to let others know how they can reach out to you, but most of all, tell them how to purchase your book. Amen. Um, I can be contacted or you can find me on Facebook under Shawana Smiley and on Instagram as Shawana Made New. Um, I'm also on YouTube as Evangelist Shawana Smiley. And um, if you just want to reach out, feel free to inbox me or messenger, message me through messenger or DM me if you're on Instagram and I'll respond back to you. Um, but those are ways that you can um, find me um, via social media. Also, my book, again, is called From the Pole to the Pulpit. 
and the subtitle is called He Met Me at the Well. And when you talked about the woman at the well, that is my favorite scripture (laughs) because I do so relate to the woman at the well. Um, And so it's called From the Pole to the Pulpit, He Met Me at the Well, and you can purchase the book on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Those of you that are wanting to purchase the book, um, she it's on Amazon. So definitely make sure let's support her in all that she's doing. Um, she's truly a vessel that the Lord is using in this hour mm-hmm. to bring deliverance to God's women and to those that are outside of the church. Again, I can testify and witness to the power of God on her life. And so again, those of you, I'm going to give it a couple of more seconds. Um, if you want to reach out, please let me know if you have any questions. Let us know at this time and we can address them with the woman of God. Um, Evangelist, thank you so much um, for pouring out tonight. Um, so many of us can relate in so many aspects, um, especially when it comes to a daughter and a father relationship. Many don't really understand um, the importance when you're missing a father in your life. It causes you to seek um, for the pleasures and desires to look to be loved, searching for an identity. Everything has to be from that that particular man. And so you shared so much um, that gave so much of so many of us a chance to look at our lives where we saw that, look, this is why I did that. This is where I was crying Mm -hmm. out right here. This is why this happened. You know, this is why I turned to drugs, alcohol, um, alcohol, yeah. let me tell you something, it's real. Most of us have used alcohol mm-hmm. and drugs to numb what we feel, yes. to take us out yes. of the place. And and I know there's more you could say on that because you being in that oh, yeah. industry at one point, um, there were times yeah. you probably did do that so that, you know, yeah. you would not be there in a sense. And and it's serious. Um, you, you do it yes. to soon yes. everything out around you just to do your job. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, yeah. those of you tonight, we thank you for, for tuning in. We thank you for sharing, for tagging. Um, evangelists, <laughs> all I can say is I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you so much for letting me come on and share with the people of God. Uh, oh my this goodness. is an honor. It's an honor to do this. It was a blessing. Um, it, it just brings so much joy to my heart um, because before, um, I think it was yesterday, the Lord was dealing with me about abortions. You know, how oh many God. have had silent abortions and still being mm-hmm. held hostage and especially yeah. us in the church um we were taught differently we were told to put things under the rug um and i'm like mm-hmm. you i don't i didn't know anything about church uh, wasn't raised mm-hmm. up in the church um mm-hmm. so i understand and so it's it's hard that thing haunts you plays with you um yeah makes you it, you tormented and so we don't want yeah. you to be tormented um, so Amen. when you said that, it, it brought freedom um, and it unlocked Hallelujah. things. And so I'm just amazed 
um, what God is doing again. Thank you so much. Um, if there's, is there anything that the spirit of the Lord is placing on your heart to release before we end the podcast tonight? I would just say that trust God. Like I said before, I knew he was real, but I had a hard time letting go of control and letting him take control of my life. And I still feel led to say that even for those that's on the line that say some, some of you, <laughs> you go to church, you know, he's real. But you still have a hard time trusting God with certain situations in your life. Trust him. He's real. <laughs> and not only is he real, he's able. And he's willing to provide, to come through, to take care, to do whatever it is that we're in need of. Since I've been saved, I can't say not one time that God has ever failed me. The old folks used to say, he's never failed me yet. He has never failed me. So I would just leave you with that. Trust God. Trust him with everything. God bless. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Evangelist Shawana Smiley. Many blessings to you and all that God is having you to do in this season, especially your book. Yeah. We're going to support you in all that you're doing, Amen. especially to get the book out there. I'll make sure I post it on the Prophetic Woman Rise Ministry page um, so that others can know how to purchase it. I did send you the name of the young lady so that she can yes, reach out it. to you and um, mm -hmm. so that she can um, receive what she needs from the Lord. Other than Amen. that, we just thank everyone that tune in tonight. Freedom is here. And I thank God for the transparency for everything that took place. And God is doing such a great thing. The woman of God said, trust God. Trust God. Move out of the way. You can't do it in yes. your own strength. And you will see him move in your life. Again, yes. if you need to reach out to Evangelist, you can reach her via messenger. Um, she's not one of those that won't reach back out to you. She's very yeah. humble, very humble. So definitely do that and send send out to her. Like, I need prayer in this area. She does it. I'm telling you, she's very confidential. Um, she's truly a woman of God, and I trust her. Trust her with every part. Um, she's truly called for this hour. So I want to thank everyone once again. I'm Apostle Nikia Calhoun. We thank you for tuning in to the Woman Be Healed. God bless you. We love you, woman of God. You have a Thank blessed you. weekend. May everything too. be well with you all. God bless. Thank you. God bless y'all. Hallelujah.